Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. Just call me Is Zion gonna want out soon? Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh McEwnings, and today we are back with it as we got some breaking news around the league that's happening with the Jazz featuring potentially Colin Sexton and Donovan Mitchell. Get to that in a little bit. And then we have a possible reunion between a player and a team. And then we have topic of the day featuring Chet Holmgren and asking this very important question that is going to determine his potential career in the NBA, to put in that perspective, put in that term. But before we get into all of that, Let's jump right into social media and all that good stuff. Let's just plug some things in. It is so, um, basketball has been very slow, or shall we say, the NBA has been very slow. I get that the WNBA has been doing stuff, but, um, let's just be honest, basketball has been slow in general. The NBA has been slow. Uh, the Kevin Durant stuff came out. Been trying to go for more relevant stuff, right? But, Kevin Durant got back with the Nets. Shocker. I saw it was kind of unappealing how he just ended everything soon because he dragged it out that far and he just cuts it off. Right, but it was it was a whole thing. I'm not going to dive deep into that because I have an article coming out about Kevin Durant. Check that out at courtseed.com. But you guys know where the finds. We're on social media everywhere. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Those are our top three ports. Like those are our top three platforms that we're on. Uh, Instagram.com slash CourtsayHeatNBA. Facebook.com slash CourtsayHeat. And then Twitter.com slash CourtsayHeat. Um, we're really on nowhere else social media-wise. We've, we've tried Truth Social. It's not a very good platform, to say the least. We've tried other platforms, to say the least. It's not good. It's just not for basketball. Disappointing, but just get back on the Twitter. You're not missing much. Trust me. Just get back on the Twitter where the real action is at, and yeah, y'all be good. But yeah, again, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're there. Also, guys, subscribe to the Hot Take newsletter. Newsletter comes out every Wednesday morning. Do not miss that. I'm excited for this newsletter. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, the craziest, most controversial hot takes and topics that are currently happening in the NBA or that could be happening in the near future. Again, the podcast is every Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and it's coming coming at you hot at 8 a.m. Yeah, 8 a.m. So yeah, we're just bringing you guys the best in content. Keep checking the site, courtsheat.com. Content's going to be exploding out. And with that being said, let's jump right into this podcast episode on this early recording for Monday.
So I'm going to get to the Jazz Cavalier stuff. I'm going to get to the Donovan Mitchell stuff because that's going to take a majority of our time. I'm not going to put that here. Not a lot's going on. But I'm just going to, so I'm not expecting this to be a crazy long episode. But what I am expecting is this. Is that by the time you guys are done listening to today's podcast episode, you're caught up or you're going to be continuing to get caught up with this Donovan Mitchell stuff. Because Colin Sexton, let's get some back, let's get some backstory right here. Colin Sexton, he's currently looking for a contract. He wants he wants good money. The years are there, but they're not. But the Cavaliers don't want to give him that money. They don't view him as that, and that's stimulated back to that can be traced back to um, the twenty twenty one. Yeah, because it wasn't Evan Mobley. It was all uh, with Jalen. Yeah, yeah. But it, it like stimulated back to a 2021 draft whenever you had, I'm blanking on these guys, but we never had like, um, I'm blanking on the guys, but when you had that one draft, and now it's going to, it's going gonna, gonna to bother me, but Colin Sexton for the past few years has been, um, interesting in Cleveland to say the least. This then I'm I'm being all, I'm being generous there because you could tell Cleveland's looking to move on. You could tell they in some ways view Darius Garland as a better player than him. But here's the thing: when you're looking to replace him, when it was the Kate Cunningham draft, I believe it was the 2021 NBA draft. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, it was the Evan Mobley draft. I don't know why I was thinking of two different drafts. Sorry, my brain's not working today. But that was this A. Cunningham draft, Jalen Green draft, Evan Mobile, like all that stuff. Jalen Suggs. We actually came up with an article and we were doing all that deep dive stuff on Colin Sexton and how bad the Cavaliers are looking to get rid of Sexton if there was a better option of who would be better, him or Jalen. And... To say the least, there was a lot of truth behind what we said, where the Cavaliers were looking to get rid of context and that if they can't agree upon money, that there was going to be a trade scenario. There was going to be where the Cavs were done with context in. And we came out with that article before that draft, right? It's not giving me the date, but whatever. But I asked a question. What if the Cavs are done with Colin Sexton? Does that mean Jalen Suggs is a go? The former Zags player. And there was a lot behind that. But now the Cavaliers are recirculating, are circling back to that. And it's something where the Jazz and the Cavs could still have discussions surrounding potential sign trade for Colin Sexton. Despite Cleveland pulling out of the race for Mitchell, for Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell has been getting a lot of traction, a lot, a lot of eyeballs. Cleveland was in the race. We're not pursuing heavily. We're not aggressively going after him. But they were showing moderate love for Mitchell. But the asking price is just too big. Even if you threw in Colin Sexton. 
So they opted out of the race. That was easy. They don't have enough assets. And I believe that it's the Knicks to lose. I'm going to get to that in a second. But the Cavs could be looking to still trade, to have a sign trade with the Cavs, just getting out, getting rid of Colin Sexton. Now, I've not put together any mock trades, but if I had to imagine this, I would imagine that they want a player that, in a way, can support them. What do I mean by that? They obviously don't want to continue with Colin Sexton, but who would they want for the Jazz? You could probably be like, well, how about Donovich? Well, how about what's that guy? Jordan Clarkson? What about one of those guys? Because they're going to want a guy back. You know they're going to want a guy back that's going to be able to perform. And it's going to perform pretty good, right? You're like, okay, wait a minute. So we're still getting that value back. I can see Jordan Clarkson going, Bojan Bodovan, but, but, uh, I can't pronounce the name, or Mike Collins Jr. Those are free guys. Because, in essence, you have a point guard. And if I'm not mistaken, I know Colin Sexton is a guard, but I also thought he could play playing the point guard position. Yeah, he's a point guard. He's a shooting guard. You, If you try to substitute him for either Jordan Clarkson or Mike Collins Jr., that would work. And Mike Holland Jr. is very good. He's Even though he's 34 years old, he's a veteran. He produces very well. He had 13.7 points per game last season. Played 72 games and had 5.3 assists. That's really good. And then you see, well, you come over to Jordan Clarkson. He's younger. He's 30 years old. And he's a good, I don't want to say role player, but he's six man material. I'm I'm not gonna lie. But now I just wanna say this. That's the type of potential return you're gonna get. You're not gonna get like five draft picks for him and two players. Not Kevin Durant, not Rudy Gobert, he's not any of those guys that were previously traded or previously rumored to be traded and just filling out the offers or what guys could could get in return, right? But I find it's very likely that the Cavs do trade or attempt to trade Colin Sexton to Utah. Why? Because it makes the most sense. They're the, the Jazz are one of the top teams to try to get Colin Sexton because not many people are lining up for Colin Sexton. I was actually surprised when um, Sexton didn't get much love or much eyeballs, like much uh, interest during free agency. But now he's been dealing with injuries. He's been having uh, playing issues. He he's been up and down to say the least. He's just been up and down. But. But can I say this? He's still performing really good. He can't count 2021. He only played 11 games. 2022, he broke out for 24 points. So, is he worth the money he's asking for? Maybe, maybe not. The Cavaliers do not want to gamble on that. And that's smart of them, in a way, because when you look at the roster of the Cavaliers, 
you say, okay, if we gamble right about Colin Sexton, we get rid of him. Fine, we don't eat the contract. We get a player in return. But it's fine because they still got a good roster. And I'm trying to I'm trying to break this down the best I can, but even if you get rid of Colin Sexton, you still got a very good guard in Darius Garland. You still got Kevin Love, still got Jared Allen, you still got Rubio, Karis Averts there. Like your guards, your backcourt could consist of Darius Garland and Karis Avert, and that would be very good. Then you can have the backups of Ricky Rubio. That works. That really does work. Then, then you have City Osman, Evan Mobley, um, and all those different guys. Oh, Lord Markinen, Isaiah Mobley, Robin Lowe. Okay, yeah, so you got guys. You really do. So it's not like you'll have to cling on to Colin Sexton. If you had to, then that would have been a different thing and you would have re-signed him within the first five days or so of free agency be picking up. And you know that they're not worried about getting rid of Colin Sexton because they're like, okay, we're pulling out of Donald Mitchell because we're not going to trade Jer or Jared Allen, not going to trade Darius Garland, and we're not going to trade Mobley. Why? Why would Darius Garland be up there? They're open to trading. They're, they're pulled out, but they're open to trading Sexton. Why? Because they value Garland over Sexton. That's just a fact. I'm a huge fan of Garland because throughout each season, he's progressing very well. He's improving. I love Darius Garland. Many people are like, why would they, why would they draft him? Like, that was a really bad choice from the pick at number 5. There were so many different guys at the 2019 NBA draft. I say not because first year, 12 points, 4 assists. Next year, 17.6 assists. Last season, 2021, in 68 games, in 35 minutes, off of 46.2% from the field, 21.7 points, and 8.6 assists. That's why he's a point guard. That's why he's a combo guard. He's a two-way player because of just that. He has the qualities. And it helps when you have Rick, a guy like Ricky Rubio to come and help him because he's not a guard. He's not a point guard. And that's just so vital. And that's just amazing. So, you can see where the Cavaliers put their trust in. So, I actually believe a trade will get done with the, with the Jazz. The Cavaliers will trade Colin Sexton. It will be a signed trade. It could be Dallas because there's also questions popping up. One article is like, do the, Cav do the Mavericks give up Reggie Bullock, a defensive heavy player, to go after Colin Sexton? Should they? I have not read the article, but those are some good questions to ask. Do you? Do you do that? And the funny part is I think you do. To a certain extent, I think you do. I think you do. Because Colin Sexton is good, has has challenges, but he's still good. So don't underestimate the talent of Colin Sexton. Do I think Garland's better? Yes. 
because Garland is a better point guard than Colin Sexton. Now, did Sexton and Garland pair well together? Maybe, maybe not. Because you're saying, Colin Sexton's been up and down. Garland has been stable and or improving. He's been improving significantly. Just look at the stats. Look at the chemistry he's built with this team. That helps. That translates. And you can say, well, wait a minute. You can't pin this all on Colin Sexton. I'm not pinning anything on him. I'm not, I'm not blaming him for anything. Even when the Cavaliers were bad for like 2018 to 2020 to certain stats, right? All I'm saying is that this would be realistic for him to be traded. I 100% believe that. And I 100% believe that you can see Jordan Clarkson or Mike Holland Jr. going to the Cavaliers. Now, I'm just observing. I'm just making predictions. I'm being a little bold here. But you try to make that. You try to make that deal. Because, and I'm about to touch on this on one of my other points, I'm going to shift the narrative now. I'm going to shift my focus from the Cavs to the Jazz and then a potential free team deal that's involving uh, Mitchell and another team that should excite some people. But, Cavs, Jazz, that works. Because if the Jazz play their cards right, they're in rebuild mode right now. They could pull off Conversation for nothing. But, if the Cavs play their cards right, this is where it gets funny. This is where it gets real fun. Uh, if they play the cards right and they give Mike Collins Jr. or John Clarkson, let's say they get Clarkson. You now have Markkinen, Clarkson, Garland, Rubio, Mobley, the other Mobley, uh, Markkinen, if I didn't already say him, and some other guys. Allen, you signed up Jared Allen to a good contract. Like, when you put that into perspective, it's like, okay, we're, we're doing good here. We're building, we're getting out of the rebuilding stage. The Jazz are going to be bad. Why do you think Quinn Snyder left? He knew. He knew this was coming. That's why, he, that's why he resigned from the team. That's why he stepped back. That's why he's gone. That's why they got someone else. Who was like Will Hardy? Is Will Hardy a new head coach of the Jazz? So I saw he was the former Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it was Will. Yeah, I was right. But you guys think, I hope this is all making sense too, but I hope you guys know where I'm going with this. I really, really do. Now, I'm going to shift gears here. I'm going to shift my focus over to Donovan Mitchell in the Utah Jazz. So, Mark Stein reports that league sources say that we could see the Lakers getting involved in a free team deal with the Knicks and the Jazz. Utah could take on Westbrook's salary, along with several picks from both New York and Los Angeles, in, pardon me, in exchange for routing veteran players to L.A. Uh-oh. Or not. Catch what I just said. In exchange for routing veteran players to L.A. Westbrook's gone. By them trading for Patrick Beverly... That gives you indications. That gives you some hints, some planting of the seeds. If you, if I'm, if you, uh, whatever. But you know, once they got rid of THT, and you put in Petra Beverly, you know 
Russell Westbrook's one step closer out the door. That's just a fact. That's an undoubtedly true fact. You can't doubt that. It's undoubtable. Well, I don't know how many times I use that word or a version of that word. But yeah. So, you see, they're going to rob veteran players. That could be Bogdanovich. That could be Clarkson. Even though he's 30, technically a veteran. That's uh, Connolly Jr. You got guys there. And when, when we see keywords like routing veteran players to a certain team, okay, the Lakers are trying to build off of veterans. They're trying to build off of skilled players. That could be, for fun, Rudy Gay. For fun, that could be pretty much Conley, Bogdanovich, and Clarkson. Because Bogdanovich is 33. So from the ages of 30 to 34, those are true veterans, right? And those are free players. One of the free players, or all three of them, could be shipped over or something. Does that make sense? Because let's be honest, they're in total rebuild mode. They're tanking for the 2023 NBA draft. That's just a fact. Yeah, that's just a fact. Right? We, 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 we can try to say, oh no, they're just trying. No, they're tanking. They're tanking because they're trying to get that Victor Wanoyama, Wambadania. Wembyama? Because Victor and Scott, or Scoot Henderson, are leading the charge for top 2023 rankings. That's just a fact. And I apologize if I can't pronounce the center's name, but from France, 7 foot free, right? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, never mind. I can't pronounce his last name. Gonna need some, like, pronouncer or something. But you guys see where I'm going with that. So, Jazz are tanking for the draft. I believe that. Because you got Red Gobert, you're getting Red Mitchell, and you're now looking to have a free way trade, a free team trade, where it's like, we'll route you veteran players. LA will route you veteran players. And that meant plural. So that's at least two, and you know if you get rid of Clarkson or Connolly, it's like you're really in rebuild mode, which makes sense because the Jazz are also motivated to trade Donovan Mitchell before training camp. The Knicks need more assets, so you get a team like the Lakers involved. Now there could be more draft picks involved, more players, more cash, whatever it is, and. Now the Lakers have more purpose, in theory, by giving up those two first-rounders. Not just for the sole reason of getting rid of Russell Westbrook, but now they're able to upgrade, get a rotation upgrade in that Westbrook deal. So they may be willing to include both their 2027 and 2029 first-round picks. So now there's more meaning. There's more motivation there for Los Angeles to make a deal. Because this is about dumping Russell Westbrook's salary, but 
The Lakers have insisted that they won't trade two first-rounders simply to dump Russell Westbrook's salary. That is just a fact. But now, there, if there's more motivation behind it to get a better rotation upgrade in that said deal, in that said trade, then boom, bada, bang, they will do it. And I will not question that. I truly do believe that. I truly do believe that. And I believe it's going to be a win-win for the Lakers, Knicks, obviously, and for the Jazz. Jazz are going to exist for the long term. Je um, New York is trying to build a big free or mini super team, if you will. Right? So, when you're looking at all of that, you can tell. Because I released an article. I asked them their question. I'm like, can we say the Knicks won the offseason if Donovan Mitchell goes to New York? Simple, yes. The simple answer is yes. And there are things. I've done mock drafts. Now, these are outdated because we're all two-way trades instead of freeway trades, but whatever. That would be huge because now you have Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Donovan Mitchell. That is nice. That is really, really nice. That's a big free right there. Or a contending big free. So the Jazz are motivated to train Mitchell before training camp. The Lakers have more incentives now. A little more motivation behind their pursuing desires of trading Russell Westbrook. And the Knicks, they're just trying to get anything. This is going to be draft pick heavy. And you know they're gearing up for the draft. You know Utah's gearing up for the draft when that's all they're focusing on. It's like, oh, wait, oh, okay, wait a minute. Can we just have like eight first rounders? Can we have five first rounders? We just need tons of draft picks. So why to bring in the third team? Which makes sense. I, I, I truly do believe that. So in a nutshell, that's where we're at with the Lakers, the Jazz, and everyone else involved. It's now getting more serious. It really is. I, I believe... Colin Sexton's off the Jazz, and I believe Lakers are moving off of Russell Westbrook. I truly do believe that. Right? I, I really, really do see that. I'm seeing if anything else popped up, and no. Be our last piece of breaking news around the league for this segment is featuring the Hornets in a potential reunion that is focusing, that's centering their attention upon Kemba Walker. Yes, they're interested in Isaiah Thomas. Yes, they're interested in Alfred Payne. Uh, one's a free agent and one played for the Phoenix Suns. But the Hornets could be looking for a reunion with Kemba Walker, the man who started out his career with them. You know, I wouldn't, for a point guard death, I would get it for, he's going to be a backup point guard. Because here's the thing, you're not expecting him, you're not expecting any of these guys to be a starter. That would be ludicrous if you saw it that way. But, 
they've considered bringing back Kemba Walker after he was waived by Detroit. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're looking for guard, but you're also looking for defense. So if you want Alfred Payne, there's defense. If you want Isaiah Thomas, there's some point guard abilities, right? Same with Kemba. Kemba and Kemba and Elf, Kemba and Thomas have broken down. That's a foul question. They have broken down. I hate to say it, but they have. Injuries have robbed both players. I believe that's fair to say. I I really do believe that. I believe that's fair to say. I don't think I'm being uh, rude or mean towards them, but that's just fact. But if you get out for pain, he's a broken offensive player anyways that has no good shot, and I believe that, and I, I mean that, because I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, and having to see him for 50 games literally wanted to kill myself because I've never seen anyone miss an open layup or miss a layup, miss a shot. I don't think the dude could make free throws. I wanted to peel my eyes out. It was bad. Every time he got the ball, I saw we were going to lose right then and there. I'm like, oh, there goes our momentum. Like Everyone was encouraging us to punt because they knew that if we had any chance of winning or any chance of getting momentum or keeping momentum, we just played and I'm touched the ball, it's all over. But whatever, I've gone through these rants before. On this podcast and off the podcast, but if you do want Alfred Payne, he is good defensively. Everything else, just just get away, just get away. I honestly mean that. But there's a reunion. Like also, the Knicks trying to have a reunion with Kamal Anthony. Now people say he's going to join everyone down Brooklyn. Some people are saying, hey, let's give him a shot down Phoenix. But I believe a reunion. I believe the Knicks give him that reunion. Maybe that's how he's going to go out. He had a dominant run with the Knicks. That's where he was able to make his Carmel years more prominent, more out there, have more highway reels. Maybe that's where he's going to end his career. I don't know. He says, you know, I don't think he's talking about retirement. I'm just speculating here. If he does go to the Knicks. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now with Jazz News. With this reunion that could be happening for either team. And that's going to wrap up our segment. That's going to wrap up breaking news around the league. I hope that made things a lot clearer. If it did not, I'm going to break it down further throughout the coming week. As I have six more days to do stuff, right? Um, Kevin Kevin Durant article should be coming out Wednesday. Same with the newsletter, so do not miss that. And with that being said, um, let's jump right in. Let's just jump right into the topic of the day. And it's this question. I love asking questions. I love answering these questions. It makes us think. It makes us take a pause, Take just take a deep breath, and just try to decompile what's going on. I just try to think about all the different perspectives, try to break it down, and whatnot. But here's the question. Does Chet Holmgren need to bulk up to have a potential career in the NBA? He suffered a season-ending foot injury at the hands of LeBron James at a Pro-Am game. Uh, it was, he needed, he required surgery for his right foot. 
I thought it was funny how, uh, not funny in that way, but I thought it was pretty interesting how Jordan B also had a season ending injury to his foot. He dealt with foot injuries for the first two years of his career. Never made his rookie start until 2016, rookie season until 2016. I'm not saying Chai Hongren's going to go down that route, but there could be some similarities between um, Joel Embiid and Chai Holmgren. And some of it starting with the uh, with the injury because they both had good college, good college run. I I believe that. Just look at the stats. And I'm trying to pull up a four, 2014. And Joel Embiid was a skinny guy. He had muscle, but in 2014. He's not the okay. He's not the Joel B that we know and love. Come in twenty twenty two. Like if you look at a twenty twenty two photo of him, he's bulked up. So when you look at that, he's bulked up. He's become more physical. And when you look at a photo of Chahongren now, that works for college, but not for here. Not in the he's like a twig. He's making me look like more muscles, and I have none. I'm a stick. But does Chet Holmgren need to bulk up to have a potential career in the NBA? Yes. Simply yes. Because, and there's a great reason why not every player that gets drafted into a sport, whether it's football, whether it's hockey, baseball, or basketball, some guys just don't transition well from college to pro. It's just fact. In terms of NBA, you guys, you got like Chet Holmgren, or guys that's really tall or skinny like Chet, or like all these different guys that's out there to make huge impacts, getting scouts noticed, uh, getting scouts to notice them, right? But that's not always going to transition well to the league, and I don't think it will. Now, the league has become babyfied and has become more catering, if you if you will, to offensive players where defensive guys can't really touch them anymore or or offensive guys would just start crying. It's sad, but it's, it's true. So Chet's got that going for him. But if LeBron did that to him in a Pro-Am game, imagine what Joel Embiid's going to do. Giannis Antetokounmpo's going to do to him. Um, Nikhil Jokic. Like the, like, imagine what Taco Fall can do to him if he got his hands on Or Bobo. Like, I'm just saying, like, Look at my photo Chuck Holmgren. He's he's really skinny. He has like some muscle, but uh, he needs bulk. Um, the only drain can bully him if he was ever physical. Um, it's just a lot of guys. Uh, the Lopez brothers. They could do, they could easily bully him. Like if Evan Mobley. Like there's a lot of guys. Like majority of the NBA could bully him. You need to bulk up. I am a true believer of this. If you want to make an NBA, you have to have the talent, the skill, and the physical presence. Along with a lot of other things, but let's be honest, guys. Let's, let's be real with one another. You need to bulk up. You need to be muscular. You need to be physical in this league still. Because LeBron's physical. If Davis is fragile like a, like a snowflake, he's like a flower, but whatever, but he's still bulked up. He's still physical when he's actually playing. Um, DeAndre Jordan, 
I, I'm not saying that all these guys are good. I'm I'm just bringing up guys that could dominate Chet. I'm afraid that Jeremy Grant could dominate him, or Gay Gunningham, or even Lamelo Ball. I'm just saying. Nikhil Vujovic, Lloyd Marketing, there's a lot of guys. I'm just trying to think of more off the top of my head. But can he survive? You know, statistically he could. Now, I believe he's going to recover from the foot injury just fine. He's got to have all season to do it. Then all off season. He's going to have a full year. He's going to have a full year. And he's got to have close to that, right? But it's like, okay, you know you got to bulk up. But I do believe I'm going to compare him to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is not who he is today. So he takes that year, he takes that season, and he bulks up and he gets better and he becomes more prepared for the pros. I actually believe this is doing him a benefit. This is doing him a service. This is not disservicing him. This is not putting inconvenience, a roadblock. Sure, the injury stinks. <clears throat> Pardon me. But you're telling me he can look at this and he can say, okay, wait a minute, this is an opportunity, this is a blessing. I can get my body right, I can become more physical, adapt to the NBA, and try to paint out like Joel Embiid, who's now averaging 30 points per game. Why am I bringing up Joel Embiid? He started skinny, physical, now look where he's at. He was in an MVP conversation. I don't think Chet's going to follow exactly in his footsteps. I'm not saying he's going to need another year off due to a foot injury or whatever injury. But, this could be a boosted, I don't know. The experience would have been nice, but I believe if he bulks up, adds a lot of muscle, like 20, 30 pounds of muscle, whatever. I'm just using random numbers here. But he bulks up, he's able to be more physical. Because here's the thing, if someone backs him down the post, he's just going to be flung. Like, imagine you see Giannis backing you up, or to kill Jokic. Like, even though you have the height for blocks, if you see a man, 225 pounds, 6'8", whatever, you see LeBron James coming, or Giannis, or whoever else is going to be coming down the line dunking, you're going to die. There's no way around that. You go, oh, LeBron's 47. Doesn't matter, Giannis isn't. He's like 27, 26, 27. Like, come on. Um, even DA be backing down. So sure, if you even if you try to play a fan, you tip the ball or you try to partially block or whatever. That's how it's gonna work. They're just gonna back down. You're just gonna put their shoulder right into your chest, and they're just gonna play bully ball. Now, could you have some advantage over the rebound? Sure, but if they outforce you, just outmuscle you, put you in a solid box out, that's not going to do much. Now, could you get the height? Yes, but they're going to call a foul. They're going to foul on you because you're reaching over them. That's what uh, what's over over the back foul. I said that's what it called, but it's like it's like that over the back. You can't do that. So if they outplay you physically. You're either going to get frustrated with the fouls, or they're just going to get the rebounds over you, and there's nothing you can do. So you see all of that. You would do. Well, Pascal Siakam, he could do that. Kawhi Leonard, oh my. Kawhi Leonard had tip blocks. Like, come on, don't, don't try that. He's bulked up. 
So this goes for any NBA player that has like the physicality or the physical appearance of Chet Holmgren. What works in college works in college, but it never translates to the pro. You have to bulk up, and that can make your talents better, like make your skills more enhanced, more thorough, crisp, like whatever it is, whatever word you want to use. But that's that. But the simplest answer I can give to that is yes. Because if you don't bulk up and you don't adapt to the environment of the pros, and then what you saw in the pro-am game is going to happen game in and game out. Meaning, not my result. I'm not saying that's going to result in injury. I'm just saying, he did get bullied. He did get bullied by LeBron. LeBron just came and sadly resulted in an injury, but he just got murdered out there. But those are good life lessons. Or basketball lessons, right? Look, it's it's tough. Um, there's no way around it, but he's gonna have to bulk up, and I think everybody knows that. But that was one of the main concerns when he was gonna get drafted. It was. It just was. And if it, I mean, that's why guys didn't go first or second. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why he didn't go first. That's why teams are skeptical. That's what I'm saying, guys. You gotta bulk up. Not everything you do in the college, in the college leagues, work. In the pros, in the NBA, it just, it's just how it goes. Think of all the guys that failed in the NBA that were really good in, in the NBA. Just, just, just think about that. You just really do think. Like, think about Anthony Bennett, who's good at college. Horrible in the pros. There's a lot of guys like that. And you never want to be the second overall pick. Or in the top three picks. Or in the lottery draft. Where you're a lottery pick. And then you just turn out to be a bust. Whether it's due to your physicality. Parent, whatever it is. But that's where I'm coming from. So NBA players. Bulk up. That's why you see guys lifting weights. Getting in there. Even with Tyre Hero. Tyler Hero has bulked up. Why? Because he can't be a skinny, weak guy. I honestly mean that. So he's been bulking up too. There's like an image of him. But, whatever. Right, you guys get where I'm coming from. Um, And with that being said, that's that. Nothing really else interesting I can say on that. Just bulk up for your life. You need to bulk up. If you don't, that is just going to be so, so detrimental to your career. That's going to ruin your career faster and you'll be out in five seasons. Well, damn, injuries you suffer. Because if you don't bulk up, you just get hammered all the time, you get smashed all the time, then what happens? That could take effect upon your, that could take a toll on your body. That can lead to really bad problems for your health. And you do not want that. You really do not. So, that's not the greatest. And with that being said, guys, that's all i got. I'll be back here Tuesday morning. Again, you know where to find me. We are on Twitter, Instagram, 
and Facebook. Search us up on Google, Courtside Heat. Uh, remember to go to courtsheat.com. Uh, links will be in the pretty much in the uh, podcast description below. If you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble, same thing. We'll have all the links below. And with that being said, guys, I'm going to be out of here. Until then, let's have the outro music take us out. We'll have a lot more exciting topics tomorrow. And with that being said, can I uh, see y'all? I guess, well, wait, when are y'all seeing this? Eh, it doesn't matter. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace out, y'all. See you Tuesday.